Today, we're talking about how runners use stem cells to get back to running faster. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. Can stem cell therapy help runners heal faster? Every time I see a runner who isn't getting better, it seems they're afraid, afraid of not healing, afraid of not being able to make it to the starting line of some key race a few months away, afraid they're watching their hard-earned fitness dwindle away right before their eyes while they wait and wait and wait for the tired old advice, just rest and wait and it will get better. But sometimes they aren't getting better. They feel like they're just waiting and withering away. So they start searching for an alternative, something better. And sometimes they stumble on the idea of stem cell therapy. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how some runners use stem cells to speed the healing process. Now, every runner seems to know and believe that their body is fully capable of repairing itself. They don't necessarily want some artificial surgical implant, pill, or injection to artificially manipulate or subvert the the natural healing process. Because stem cells simply focus on the body's ability to fully activate their own healing process, the idea of stem cells really seems to appeal to some runners. Stem cells are likely the most powerful source of potential healing currently available to injured runners and doctors alike. The reason stem cells hold so much promise is that they can do everything needed to heal any running injury. It doesn't really seem to matter if you have an Achilles tendon tear, a partial rupture of the plantar fascia, chronic plantar fasciitis, or a torn plantar plate. All of these common running injuries can be difficult to heal. For that healing to take place, you have to have a number of different types of cells working together to rebuild the tissue. It takes lots of different types of cells working together to heal the injured tissue when you have a running injury. For example, if you tear your Achilles tendon, you get a very small amount of bleeding in the area where the tendon is torn. That small collection of blood turns into a blood clot. Within a few hours, neutrophil cells migrate into the blood clot to start the healing process. M1 macrophages are types of cells that rush into the area that are in charge of removing any damaged tissue and debris created from the torn collagen. These macrophage cells also release hormones that signal endothelial cells to rush to the site of the tendon tear and then begin the new process of developing new blood vessel formation that's going to deliver more nourishing blood flow and help the area to heal. Fibroblast cells then show up and start laying down microscopic little strands of collagen to repair and rebuild the Achilles tendon. Over time, the M2 macrophage cells start to come in and remodel and strengthen the collagen to restore the original tendon configuration, the structural integrity, and make it more functional. Now, doctors have a term that they apply to stem cells, which, which we call pluripotential cells. And what that really means is that stem cells just haven't yet decided what kind of cells they're going to ultimately become. Stem cells can transform into any type of cell in the human body. Stem cells can become endothelial cells that increase blood flow. Stem cells can become fibroblast cells that lay down new collagen to repair a torn plantar fascia or a partial rupture in the Achilles tendon. And stem cells have the potential to transform into any and all of the cells necessary to help speed the healing process. So where do stem cells come from? Broadly speaking, there are two different types of stem cells, embryonic stem cells found in a developing fetus and adult stem cells found in us fully formed humans. 
So what are embryonic stem cells? Well, in the developing embryo, the embryonic stem cells will differentiate into every type of tissue necessary to develop the infant's brain, skeleton, tendons, ligaments, muscles, and all of the other cells that build organs to create that developing, growing little human. In this sense, they're the most powerful type of stem cells. Embryonic stem cells are not only found within the developing fetus, but they're also found within the amniotic fluid that surrounds the fetus within the womb. One of the most common ways that stem cells can be harvested is through the stem cell cord umbilical cord blood banking and cord tissue stem banking that people do when they're having a baby. When my children were born, our doctor collected the cord blood and tissue, packaged it through a special process, and then sent it away by special courier to preserve it in a tissue bank. The reason we chose to do this was that we wanted to make sure that we have our children's own stem cells available for future use if ever needed. Now, although, of course, we hope it never happens, if our daughter ever develops any serious illnesses like leukemia, that could be treated with her own healthy stem cells that have been harvested long before that disease ever developed. Now, the use of embryonic stem cells harvested from fetal tissue but injected into a donor, such as an injured, injured runner, is highly controversial. Now, not only are there moral and philosophical considerations around the use of embryonic stem cells, there's a great deal of conflicting science around the use of embryonic stem cells to treat athletic injuries. However, they are commercially available today. Many runners who become frustrated with the healing process pursue these types of injections of embryonic stem cells to help tissue heal faster so that they can get back to running. But all runners should understand that there's very little solid science supporting the use of embryonic stem cells. While there's a great deal of research underway to determine how embryonic stem cells can be used, there's really still no uniform definitive process or procedure that scientists or physicians agree will work consistently. What about adult stem cells? This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible, as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You'll have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's gonna be on time. Two, he's gonna be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are gonna result in more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. 
What about adult stem cells? Adult stem cells are present in all of us fully formed humans, and adult stem cells can differentiate into other specialized cells and act as a repair system. So most stem cell therapies hope to target the body's natural healing process by using stem cells to increase the rate of transformation and the number of cells that help injuries heal. Perhaps the oldest stem cell therapy is a bone marrow transplant. Bone marrow transplants have been used for over 40 years as a form of stem cell therapy to save the lives of patients with serious life-threatening cancers and autoimmune disease. Stem cells can be harvested from a number of different sources, bone marrow, like in a bone marrow transplant, or from fat, or from blood. Bone marrow stem cells are what you find in bone marrow transplants. So in a bone marrow transplant, these are performed in the operating room using a drill or a, a large needle to extract bone marrow from the hip or the femur uh, or the thigh bone. Now, obviously, this is an extremely invasive procedure. The stem cells that are actually harvested from the bone marrow are known as blood stem cells, believe it or not. Um, but some physicians advertise that they do blood stem cell transplants, which can be confusing to many runners because these are really bone marrow transplants. Well, fat stem cells are another kind of uh, stem cell, and, and some doctors will perform liposuction in the operating room, and then they process the fat that's been sucked out through the liposuction procedure, and they isolate the stem cells from the fat, and then they inject the stem cells into the injured tissue. True blood stem cells, like I said, they're in bone marrow, but some doctors will take a sample of the patient's blood, spin it down in a centrifuge, and isolate the platelets to form a platelet-rich plasma, or PRP, injection. And we found lots of websites that claim to be performed stem cell therapy, but in fact, they're really doing a PRP injection. Now, that is not to discount the value of a PRP injection for an injured runner. Platelet-rich plasma actually can be a form of stem cell therapy. Platelet-derived growth factor, or PDGF, is a compound that's found within the platelets and, of course, in platelet-rich plasma injections. And what that does is it causes stem cells to be released from the blood vessel walls and rush to the site of injury, kind of calls them into that area to get stem cells into the injured area. Those migrating stem cells then transform into the fibroblasts that lay down new collagen and help an injured Achilles tendon or torn plantar fascia ligament that helps them start to heal. So in reality, PRP injections are a form of stem cell therapy. They just aren't really the type of stem cell therapy that some people imagine when they picture an injection of collected and purified stem cells being delivered right to the site of the running injury. What is the perceived advantage of stem cells for runners? So that's a question I get from runners all the time. Now, it's really not complicated why the idea of stem cells appeals to runners. We know that the more workers you have on the job site, the faster you can build a new building. We know that stem cells can form all of the various individual players needed to repair and rebuild tissue quickly. The least appealing thing to a runner is waiting for the normal average healing process to transpire. No runner wants to hobble around on crutches or sit on the couch for weeks and waste away while they're waiting for the standard course of healing to occur. Now, runners put all this energy and effort into optimizing training, making sure they're taking advantage of all their nutrition and their resting so that they can heal as quickly as possible when they're training. So it's not very surprising that when they have a severe injury like a, a torn Achilles tendon or a partial rupture of the plantar fascia, they're looking for any potential advantage in healing. The biggest advantage in stem cell therapy is that they have the promise of much faster healing. That's what really appeals to runner. Obviously, if you heal faster, you get back to running sooner. So what is the disadvantage of stem cell therapy? Well, there are several possible disadvantages with stem cell therapy. The first one is cost. Waiting to heal through the normal process doesn't really cost you anything other than time and lost fitness. 
But stem cell therapy can be expensive. Depending upon the method and the clinic you choose, the cost of stem cell therapy can range from approximately $1,000 up to many thousands of dollars. Probably the lowest cost form of stem cell therapy is a PRP or platelet-rich plasma injection. Now, we perform these injections for a cost of about $1,100. Part of the cost involves the equipment. We have to bring a centrifuge and an individual sterile kit containing all the separation chambers that isolate the platelet-rich plasma from the the red blood cells and the platelet-poor plasma. So that's part of what costs so much. Embryonic stem cell injections are slightly more expensive than PRP because they've been harvested, processed, and preserved by companies that collect and resell embryonic stem cells. Stem cell therapies that involve an operating room are by far the most expensive. Bone marrow harvesting and liposuction procedures require operating rooms. To have an operation, you also have to have an additional doctor called an anesthesiologist to make sure that you're unconscious but breathing okay. During the procedure, now, operating rooms are also some of the most expensive real estate on the planet. It can cost hundreds of dollars per minute in surgical facility fees when you're in the operating room. I personally had a relatively routine surgical procedure that involved about 30 minutes of operating room time. The facility fee at the hospital for the use of the operating room for that half hour was. And that was just the operating room. That did not include the surgical fee, the anesthesia fee, or any of the other peripheral expenses that go along with surgery. Operations are simply very, very expensive. Stem cell procedures that require the use of an operating room should be expected to cost well over $10,000. Now, the second thing to consider is risk. I always tell patients that nothing in medicine is free. For every single advantage, there's a disadvantage. For every good thing, there's a bad thing. For every potential benefit, there is a risk. An advantage of embryonic stem cells is that we don't have to try to harvest them from your body. We don't have to poke any extra holes in you to get them. So there's no risk of donor site problems such as a complication of liposuction or a problem with the bone healing after we take out the bone marrow. But the biggest risk of embryonic stem cells is that the stem cells harvested from a different human being may not match your body and they could be rejected. As with all donor tissue transplants, there's also the possibility of contamination or infection transmission. If you're concerned about the possibility of rejection or transmission of disease from donor stem cells, you can use your body's own stem cells that are harvested from fat. But the only way to get the fat is through the surgical procedure known as liposuction. Now, to be fair, liposuction has been around for a very long time, and it's a relatively safe surgical procedure. But saying that it's a safe surgical procedure is a little bit like saying I'm going to take up safe skydiving. There's really no truly safe surgery. There's always risk. Even when we perform a PRP injection to try to recruit additional stem cells into your injured tissue and get your running injury to heal faster, there's risk. There is a very small risk that you can get an infection when we draw the blood out of your arm. There is a very small risk that you could get an infection when we inject the platelet-rich plasma into your Achilles tendon or your plantar fascia to heal the injury. There's also a risk you could get nerve damage or even a a rupture of the injured tendon or ligament when we eject the PRP into it. But the truth is, those are risks that you also have with the other forms of stem cell therapy. For those reasons, and because we don't have to perform general anesthesia, a PRP injection is likely the least risky of all stem cell therapies. The question I often get from runners, though, is there any guarantee with stem cell therapy? One time when I was a medical student, I was walking into the operating room to assist in surgery. And the patient on the operating table said, wait, doctor, is there any guarantee? The surgeon stopped and said, yes, there are two. You are going to get a bill and you are going to get a scar, but that's it. 
There are no guarantees with stem cell therapy of any variety. In fact, in some states like Texas, it's illegal for a physician to offer a guarantee. So do not expect any doctor to legitimately guarantee that you're going to get better with a stem cell therapy injection or any other treatment for that matter. Instead of looking for guarantees, it may be more advantageous for an injured runner to ask the right questions when they see the doctor. If you're considering stem cell therapy or a PRP injection to treat a running injury, you should ask your doctor if they have any experience with these therapies and if they routinely treat athletes. I personally believe that athletes are different animals. I think that we heal differently and recover differently. More important than the injection or the actual therapy that is chosen, pick a doctor who is a running injury specialist and who has a history of treating athletes and understands the nuances of the recovery. The specialized knowledge of recovery from running injuries can be extremely beneficial. One of the worst things about the healthcare system in the United States is that most doctors will only offer therapies that are quote unquote covered by insurance. But one of the enormous advantages of our healthcare system is that there are doctors who are highly specialized and offer advanced therapies for injured runners. Those doctors are everywhere. All you have to do is make sure that you find one in your own area who can help you. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.